What up, everybody? Welcome again to the Bible Leadership Podcast. My name is Mark Carter. As always, I'm with Jam Master Brandon Adkins. Jam Master Brandon Adkins. What up, B? Hey, hey. Hey, today we're talking about a really important leadership topic called presumption, and we want to give you some completely avoidable mistakes so that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Thanks a ton, folks, for the reviews on iTunes. It means a ton uh, when you share this on social media or any other way if you know a leader that you think would be helped by it. So, Mark, today we're talking about presumption and what Bible leaders can do to, to avoid it. But what the heck is a Bible leader? A Bible leader? Yeah, man, that's what we talk about. So a Bible leader is someone who's trying to lead from the Bible. And that's really what we're talking about here is connecting your Bible to your leadership and your leadership to your Bible. I am a leadership fanatic. I love to read and digest anything I can on leadership. But what I found over the years was that while there was a lot of great principles, really smart stuff, I was feeling increasingly detached from my leadership thinking from the Bible. I see these leaders in the Bible making mistakes and making wise decisions. I wanted to connect that to my leadership, really, so that I felt like I was leading more with Jesus and from Jesus rather than just for Jesus. So that's what we mean when we say Bible leader. Bible leader. Now I get it. Now you get it. Learn something new. Uh, While we're on the topic of defining terms, What is presumption? Presumption is the notion that I already understand everything that I need to know. I think in the context of leadership, it's when we're making leadership decisions for our family or organization or church group or team or whatever it is, assuming that we don't need to inquire or understand how God is seeing the situation that we're faced with. If I'm a leader, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to do for God, but I never go ahead and check in with God. And that's really not how we see Jesus lead. Like Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. And while I, I don't think that we can necessarily do it as well as Jesus, I think there's a lot of trial and error for us. And I think it takes a lot of balance. And I wouldn't want to get out of balance with just being led about kind of stupid stuff, like what color socks you're going to wear, or if you're going to put salsa on the chips. Of course you're going to put salsa on the chips. Yeah, of course you are. That's already in the Bible. So I don't think we need to get that nuanced, but I do think it's probably a mistake if we're not asking Jesus What do you think about this? Is this the right decision? Especially when it affects a lot of people. Got it. So that's what presumption means. Learned a new word today. Super excited. Um, And you said Jesus did it right. Of course Jesus did it right. Of course he did. But are there any other biblical examples of people avoiding presumption? Thank God there are. So, I mean, I think one of the classic ones is Joshua and the Gibeonites in Joshua chapter 9. Right in verse 14, um, the Lord tells us, like he tells on Joshua. He says, but he did not ask the counsel of the Lord. And I think that's there on purpose. It's like a dun-dun-dun. Yep. <laughs> like, here's a dumb idea. Don't ask God. Don't do this. Um, and, and I think we see people like David who frequently ask the Lord. And he's contrasted with Saul in the book of 1 Samuel who doesn't ask the Lord. I think there's other examples of Abram and Sarai. You know, they have a promise from God, but then they're trying to fulfill it in the power of the flesh with Hagar, and then they get Ishmael. And so I think there's certainly multiple examples of places that we just need to be careful um, to not presume, because I really believe uh, it leads us into all kinds of trouble. Okay, so you said we need to be careful, but what's the big deal? What kind of trouble uh, do we get into if we do presume? Bro, I think we make foolish mistakes. Um, I think that we may inherit all kinds of problems that we didn't ask for. And now, don't get me wrong, God's gracious. Like, Jesus has mercy, and I I think there's a lot of, hey, man, you know, I'm not going to allow that maybe dumb thing you did to to hurt you too much. But Mm -hmm. even so, I think there's places we don't progress. There's places we don't see God show up in our organization or in our church or whatever. 
Um, I think David's just, just such a great example. He got specific strategies from God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like Second Samuel uh, chapter 5, he's going up against the Philistines. He wants to know. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to know, Lord, mm-hmm. is this thing you want me to do right now? And then on the second battle, he even gets a different strategy than the first one. Like the Lord says, hey, listen, in verse 24, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then rouse yourself for the Lord has gone before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. He's like, David, here's the specific plan. And nice. I don't want to be a kook, man. Like, I think there's so much that we just, we know the Bible, we we know what to do, but I think we're just getting a little bit haughty. We're getting a little bit prideful. If I never think I need to check with my commanding officer, right. what it is that he wants done, especially the more influence I have over people. Yeah. Like, God cares about that stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and I think as like a, as a church leader, as a you know ministry leader of any kind, you can see strategies that work across town or across the country a church is That's it, man. really successful yep. with this approach and we may even try and mimic that and quote yep yeah the success oh they're having and that's that's maybe a good strategy in some seasons to learn you know to learn get your get your legs and stuff in ministry totally, but, man. but to presume that that's exactly the way God is going to move here yeah, yeah I love that that's a great example from second Samuel and I think that that really applies to, I've seen that happen where like yeah. we're doing the same thing and on paper it should work it works over there and it's not working here yeah exactly and then you just kind of let go of that rigid plan yeah. and see what God is anointing I think it even sets us up for disappointment because sure. I, I can remember early on, like like when I was a young Christian um, leader and I'm just getting into like church planning, I kind of thought this is going to go exactly the way it went for my mentors. Yeah. You know, so I watched them plan a church. I'm pretty much expecting it to that. work right. exactly the same way. <laughs> and then I would hear, you know, stories of this is how Elevation did it. Yeah. And this is how New Spring did it. Yeah. And I would be like, I'm going to try to do what they did that and lane. get the same kind of results. Right. And that was presumption. No, dude, that was a specific way. Yep. that God moved over there and God has a specific way he wants to work in my life, my church, my marriage. Yes, there's there's things he does similarly, but the plan has to be from God. Yeah. Can't be ripped off. Dude, I don't want to do God's stuff without God. Yeah, How scary, dumb is yeah. that? That's a scary so, thing. I mean, being out on my own, that might be the, the worst thing. I think sometimes we don't progress. Again, I think we make foolish mistakes. I think we get problems like Ishmael for Abraham and Sarah. That wasn't a problem they needed, but then they got it because they were presuming and they got into a bunch of directions they shouldn't have been going. All right, man, I'm convinced that sounds like something I want to avoid. Uh, What then are the four, you said, completely avoidable mistakes that will grieve the Holy Spirit? How how do we watch out for those? What are are they? Here's number one, not asking. Uh Uh-oh. Not, and by not asking, we mean we don't ask God for his wisdom and perspective during key leadership decisions. And this is just, it's the hard attitude. Hey man, I already know what works. And we might not vocalize this, but in our heart, we're sinfully thinking this. I don't need to posture myself as a, as a leader I've, or a learner. I've already been around all this stuff. I already know what to do. And it's everything from, hey man, I'm not going to pray about hiring that staff member. I'm not going to intentionally pray about, you know, this this kind of unhealthy connection I might have. I'm not going to intentionally pray about this next ministry initiative or this, you know, new spending category or, you know, if sin is kind of taking hold in my life in a way that I didn't really understand, you know, I would just say for my own shame, I've prayed about specific meetings sometimes more than I did about entire ministry initiatives. Wow. Okay. So like maybe I, I had a, a tough conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm going with this volunteer and I'm praying all week. Oh God, yeah, you yeah. got to come through. Like you got to make this work. And then I look at this entire ministry we've been doing for a year yeah. and I'm like, I feel like I threw up three token prayers and said, good luck. <laughs> and, and how many more people does that thing impact? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't have the, 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 oh my gosh, the Holy Ghost wisdom to just ask the question of Lord, are we sure we want to do this? Mm. 
Man, I can remember that's that's a that's a, a great point. And I remember a time where in my own personal life I didn't ask. Uh, my wife and I were were praying in a season about needing a different job tran- transition for her, and it would solve some financial issues. And, and there was kind of this dream job opportunity, and we're praying. And she goes through the interview process, gets the job offer over the phone, accepts the job offer, and hangs up and tells me, I got the job. And I and immediately my first thought was, uh-oh, we didn't actually pray about that specific Ding, 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 ding. Job. That's the Holy Ghost. We yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, I, and I thought... I remember thinking, like, oh, maybe we should have prayed. Oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) This might go well. It's only the blessing on my life. Yeah, we'll just keep going. And and we went, like, a year and a half. And it was, it was, it was, you know, we were run ragged with, um, you know, just the the work schedule and everything. It was not what it looked like on paper. We got into it and realized instantly. And I thought for that year and a half, I thought multiple times, I wish we just stopped and prayed. Yeah. Like we were praying for the blessing and this looked like it, but to just double check, Lord, is this the answer to those prayers we've been praying? Or is this just, just, you know, a gesture from you that you could totally provide, but maybe it's not actually this thing that we need to move forward on. So, yeah, I remember that season and just kind of watching from a distance. I remember you telling me that, yeah. that you hadn't prayed about it. And then, and I felt like that, like when you're watching your brother get a spanking, like you're just like, oh my, like there he goes. <laughs> this will go <laughs> Poor <well>. guy. <laughs> so, sure, I mean, I think, you know, here's the answer that really I think is for every one of these points. And that is that more prayer equals less presumption. Ooh, more good. prayer equals that's less good. presumption. So, I mean, this is the way that, that it can work for me. So just having my time with God, my daily time with God, but then also a, a special time on Sundays where I just, I'm praying through decisions. I'm praying through stuff. Okay, so I get in my chair Sunday afternoon and I've got a whole task manager list full of, hey, I don't know what to do with this yet. This is a thing in my life. The Lord and I haven't really talked, you know, enough about this. And so I'm just keeping it before and, and I'm I'm really going through that. And, and it's a real pondery kind of prayer, but yeah. it's everything from team members to initiatives to directions. And I think that can be helpful if we just get in the pattern of he might say nothing. But I still want to ask, just in case the Lord has something to say, asking for wisdom, even asking for an unpeace, asking for a check in my spirit of like, Lord, if there's anything, maybe I'm really stoked about this, but there's just a... Like an like, unease. Yeah. yeah. Like, nope, I'm not in that right now, or I'm not in that at all. And I just want to give him the chance to say that. So more prayer equals less presumption. we got to have some place in our week where we're asking him the questions about some of the decisions we're making. What is the second uh, completely avoidable mistake? Yeah, so number two is overvaluing stuff. So, bro, this is where we overvalue some of the trappings of success or some of the gifts that come along with it or some of the tools maybe that tend to improve whatever it is we're trying to do. But while we're doing that, we're actually undervaluing the Lord himself because all of our confidence is really in these systems. It's really Mm -hmm. in this stuff. It's really in the new tech instead of the Lord Himself, And I, I really do fear that we're in for a departure of the glory, as 1 Samuel 4.22 says. When, when the Israelites tried to use the Ark of the Covenant as kind of a blessing box, as like a, a Jesus bumper sticker, we're bringing this, we're carting this thing in to fight the Philistines. We haven't asked God about it. It's just going to, it's going to be like an A-bomb. It's going to blow up and, and God's going to bless this thing. They didn't pray. Mm-hmm. They didn't like come humbly to the Lord, God, give us a strategy like you did in the days of old. They didn't worship God. They didn't purify themselves. To them, God was a commodity for their agenda, hmm. not a master that they serve. So I can remember, you know, when we first planted the church, and you remember this, you know, we're on this rickety stage, we're yeah. in this movie theater, all of our stuff is kind of taped together. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, the, the shipping 
you know, the, the case, the road case is like yeah. the cardboard box that it originally shipped in. Yeah. And you've just got lay- more and more layers of duct tape as it wears down. <laughs> yep. And I can remember thinking when we finally have X, and it could have been one of 20 things. Yeah. When we finally have X, then we'll have some power. Yeah. Man, that's a dumb sentence because you have all the power in the universe in the spirit of God. And it's not that that stuff ultimately didn't help. Mm -hmm. It did, but it was a tool in the powerful one's hands. It was not itself powerful. And I just feel like sometimes there's little idolatries that we're giving ourselves to. And it could be the new staff member. It could be the new promotion. It could be when I finally have enough money to go on vacation here. Whatever it is. It's something that we are trusting in instead of God. So, Mark, you're saying treating the ark of the Lord like it's a blessing bumper sticker or yeah. a lucky charm. Yeah. That's a bad idea. That's a super bad idea. So don't do that. Don't do that. You're in for pain and yeah. a little bit of a spanking when Hold that on, happens. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Um, I heard somebody say it's hard to hear when you don't listen. Yep. And I think that's coming to mind as it, you just, just as it might relate to our prayers mm-hmm. in a season where we're overvaluing the trappings of the Lord and undervaluing the Lord himself. If if we're praying, we probably are praying. Like they probably, they might have even prayed when they carted the ark in and started fighting. Yeah. But what type of prayer was it? Are they listening? Yeah. Or are you actually calling me to do this? Or, or are the prayers more like... All right, Jesus, I've decided what we're I'm already going in to here. do. Right. <laughs> we're like at the battle now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> So you better do something. Listen up. Here's the plan. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do this and you're going to bless And your it. job, God, is to do the powerful stuff <laughs> yeah. that I need you to do now yeah. or I'm totally going to die. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That'll work. Yeah, that's totally that sounds amen. like a really good idea. So, yeah, that's, that's so good. Yeah, so I think we need to repent, honestly, for confidence in any of that stuff. I think that's a just a regular thing we need to repent for confidence in tech, repent for confidence in buildings, repent for confidence in, you know, the new merger, or the new whatever is happening or the tool. Repent for confidence in when we finally get that new software, then it'll be it'll be great. No, dude, repent for that. And and it's not that God won't use that. But put your faith in Jesus and his power. Because, mm. dude, he, what, he can use a jackass, dude. He can use anything he wants to do mm-hmm. to, 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 to bring his kingdom. So, Just to clarify, jackass is a term for donkey in the Bible. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's a Bible term. That's so please don't meant. send me emails um, unless you're mad about me quoting the Bible. You're so referring that's, to. That's Got what it. I'm saying. Well, Marty, this is so good. We got through the first two, and I feel like they're so meaty, they're so good. I don't want to rush through the next two. So what if we pause here, and we just come to review. The first one was not asking, and by that you you elaborated, God, we're not asking God for his wisdom and perspective during a key leadership decision. Uh, The second one was going to be overvaluing stuff, or maybe the trappings of of blessing or success, the circumstances that kind of come with it, and, and, and undervaluing the Lord himself. I wanted to say, B, you are really good at summarizing these points. I wonder if there's not a special chemical in your beard oil that clears your senses yeah. and just helps you you know, understand things at a next level. That's so, so funny, man. I grabbed that, that one off the shelf. Yeah. What was it called? Sense clearing beard oil? Yes. Oh, that's great. That's weird. Yeah, we won't idolatrize it, though. We'll just trust it's really God doing it. So, hey, folks, um, if this is helpful, go ahead and share the podcast. Uh, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And you can subscribe weekly to the leadership content at markcotter.life. B and I will see you on the next round. Oh, yeah. See you.